Hey, we need to update that opening to include wrestling, right, buddy? We might have to, but <laughs> we'll see what happens after. We hey. also have to include some NASCAR, but we'll get to that in a vroom, vroom. Hey, welcome to the show, everybody. It's heading back to the window with Scott and Scott. It is Friday! Damn right. TGIF, everybody. Welcome aboard. I'm your host, Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co-host, Scott Rushall, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. And together we do this each and every day, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, as we attempt to do our very best to help you in your journey to head back to the window. So, uh, Scott, we've already seen some comments about it. <laughs> Double undertime, buddy. Double Never undertime. Never in doubt. I said on my video that I feel like Gary Sinise lashed to the mass there, yelling at God. Fuck you. Is that all you got? Five more minutes? Fuck you. I can do that standing on my head. Five more minutes? Let's go. Let's go. Never a doubt, buddy. Never a doubt. It's good to be here. Good to see some folks here in the comment section. Of course, Brandon Kubas, James S., J.C. Stone, G. Money made it on time. It's a Christmas miracle. Kevin Solano, back to the window. Watched the WWE yesterday. So funny. We win some money. Uh, I love the rigged WWE. I, I, can you, you can't even see the WWE is rigged. It's just scripted, right? Uh, yeah, I guess you can say that. I've never, I've never been in the actual room, but I'll assume as much. Uh, I told you I was up for a job writing for WWE. I was, I was a, fi I was a finalist for that job, even though I had very little knowledge of the WWE. I think that's ultimately what cost me because I can write, but I don't have twenty years of intimate history of the WWE. Jones in the house. What up, Joan, out there in Pennsylvania? Hopefully, uh, I don't know, Pennsylvania get the storm. Did you get our storm, Scott? Did you get any snow or anything? Not that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, what a great I don't know, man. Fucking there's shades on the windows and shit. I haven't looked. Still uh, 72. Mm -hmm. Bit windy, you know. Yep, yep. Kevin says it's scripted for sure. And that's why there's limits on it. There's pretty, there's pretty low limits on WWE wrestling because... The group of people that know the outcome is, it's not small. So it's not inconceivable there could be some sort of a leak. So, hey, please get over and listen. We're not getting any views. Please get over there and take a look at our wrestling video. We had a lot of fun doing it with Dave. And, dude, Dave knows his shit. He really does. He really knows that wrestling stuff. So, of course. I, I pretended to know some stuff. Does that count? You did. Absolutely. You look. You sounded just like you knew shit, even though you just read it 45 minutes earlier. So well done there. Thank you. Just like a movie, they're pushing their own agenda. Of course, man. There's there's story arcs that are lasting the whole season. And Oh, yeah. No question about it. So it is good to be here, guys. Please don't forget to, you know the drill, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Or if you don't, we're doing a wrestling show every day. So you better like and subscribe today or else there will be serious consequences Scott, you're in front of the shed in the dark today. Nice to nice to sort of see you. Well, the way that I look at it, I'm sure a lot of you have realized you've been listening to my Play the Day videos this past week. Whatever we've been doing hasn't been working, so I, I went back to the shed. We're I, pulling out all the stops. I don't know what the weather is outside your house, but I know inside it's been a little chilly. A little bit. A little bit. Um, That's one of the worst feelings, by the way, as a handicapper. I'm sure a lot of you have had that feeling, even in the comment section. Where you know you've been on a cold streak, but you go back to count just how cold the streak is, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. It's a rough feeling, but you got to do it. Yeah, I'm going to be the first to admit, I'm, I'm going to be a lot more uh, anxious to tell you about my 10-2 and two run than I am about my 2-10 and 10 run. But so as all of you know, I 
provide transparency for better or worse. So I'm not going to hide behind anything. It's been a brutal week, but at least the farm plays have been good. Yeah. It balances out. It happens, man. That's why. And I told you that's why on my plays of the day, I've been doing, I've been using the algorithm plays for about a week now and they're, we're still plus money. So uh, Nathan Cern in the house said, uh, Scott's coming off a big win. Feels good to put the banana in the tailpipe. Worked out with a thousand bucks. Nicely done last night. Uh, well done indeed. Scott needs to call the cops this week. Yeah, no kidding. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, all right. So there but, you go, guys. That's, all, that's also the thing, though, where you there's some streaks where you can lose where you know something you're doing in your process is wrong. Right. Or something. And you have other streaks where you're losing and you don't really know why, you know, like it just feels like a lot of the teams you back suddenly just fall apart for no apparent reason. Mm-hmm. Yep. And New Mexico happened last night. I mean, they're leading at the half, getting seven and a half, and they get outscored by 17 in the second half at home. I mean, some of it's just out of your control. Like the teams I've been backing have just been falling apart in the second half. Dude, 20-year-old college kids are always out of our control. Definitely true. Nothing you nothing you can do. You know, we had one of those uh, last night when the uh, – uh, I'm trying to think if it was on the premium side because I went one and t- I went one and two on my on my deep three, and I went one and one on the premium side. And one of them broke a trend that had been all season long, and I can't and I can't remember I can't remember which one it was. I'm looking here. Um, oh, it was Georgia State. Georgia State. Uh, at home unders ten and 0, 10 and zero. Well, broke that fucking string. It's Georgia State and Georgia State went way over the total. So, uh, last night was the first time I've won an under in. Two overtimes. Uh, I, I'm sure it's happened. I'm sure. I don't think I've ever been on the right side of one of them. I'm no, it's. I know it's happened for sure. But I'm with you, Magellan. I don't think I've ever cashed that ticket. Have you, Scott? Um, not that I can recall. Yeah, that was a, that was a, a masterful job of handicapping by us, <laughs> and some pretty good luck as well. So, and I know that's a frustrating thing because you talk about your plays of the day. But I think overall, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's probably been a profitable week for you, hasn't it? Pers- uh, it has personally, been actually, because I had a couple of huge player prop parlays, but it wasn't on air, so it didn't happen, right? Nathan Cern says, I'm smoking a blunt. Listening, let's do some capping, gents. All right, we can do that. Uh, took Embiid and Giannis over. Fun to watch, sure. And had like 65 in the first quarter. Oh, yeah, yeah, we were. <laughs> yeah, it didn't look good at all. So, you know, they're... Uh, lot to talk about yesterday, and uh, what the hell? Let's get to it. We got a lot to do today, man. So, uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to grip it and rip it and get her rolling, guys. Let's find out what happened yesterday. You know who you are, who took it in the shorts, and who took it to the bank. Who's the winners? Who's the whiners? It's Friday. I see some suspicious activity. Must be time to call the cops. All right, very good. Uh, of course. It was a uh, it was a beautiful a beautiful thing. I just I just uh, I, I can't I can't stress how fun that was to uh, to hit that. But not everybody was so fortunate. For example, fortunate yes, that's right. Uh, fortunate for example, if you had Abilene Christian, Sam Houston State over one thirty six and a half uh, overtime. Not your friend, right there. It was tied. 63-63 at the end of regulation. Game landed 146. Can I interest you in 20 points in overtime? Abilene Christian, Sam Houston State. So sorry. If you had the under, it's time to call the Cobbs. And looking at college basketball once again, if you had San Francisco and St. Mary's under 132, 
St. Mary's hit a free throw to take a seven-point lead with eight seconds to go. Game's over. Just go home. Nope, San Francisco decided to sprint the length of the court to hit a meaningless layup with three seconds left. Game landed 133. You're all familiar with Tyus Edney going the length of the court last night. If you had the under, that was Beatus Edney right there. <laughs> it didn't Tyus, it Beatus. And finally, if you had the Flyers on the other side of the puck line at plus 105. Worst, worst beat of the night by far. Not even close. Against the Caps, Flyers scored to take a one-gold lead with 351 left in the game. Capitals scored the next three in the next three minutes and two seconds, Philadelphia loses by the deuce. Oof. Uh, if you had the Flyers right there, plus one and a half, holy mackerel, I'm so sorry. Call the cops. You're up one with less than four to go, and you're getting one and a half. Got to feel good. How the hell do you lose? That's, you're starting to spend that money, buddy. You're starting, to, you're starting to go through Amazon. You're looking at your shit off your wish list. Yeah, you're ready to, you're ready to spend some of that cash. Brutal. That's why the Flyers are terrible, but that, that's a mess. Absolutely brutal. Hey. Here are some people that they are going to be able to look at their wish list and buy some things because you know who you were. If you were uh, on the right side of these games last night, you had a nice, easy Thursday night. Maybe you could watch some Olympics, just chill out because you were sitting in the rocking chair. So looking at the first one, if you had the Rockets and Clippers over 227, three quarters had at least 63 points. And the game landed 253. Not good. Not good if you were on the under there, but if you're on the over, very easy victory. And we talked about this game a little bit going to Kansas City, except this one was actually in North Dakota, um, a state that makes Missouri look like Vegas. Kansas City, minus four and a half. Uh, the ruse? Who the hell would you take the ruse and give four and a half points to? Uh, that's going to be North Dakota State. Uh, what are what are they? When are they now, Scott? The uh, it used to be the Fighting Sioux. What are they now? Uh, they're bad. There's not North Dakota State. North Dakota, yeah, whatever. They're Aren't the, they the Fighting Hawks? They could. Yes, that sounds right. They're the fi- the Fighting Hawks. They're, yeah, they're well, really, really bad. They were grounded. They the fighting trash cans for all we care. They were grounded last night because uh, the Ruse came out, took a 19 point lead at halftime, ended up winning by 15. If you had Kansas City, mm, negative perspiration, kids. Because that was a rock and chair victory. And the last one was a play that both of us actually liked. Ooey pooey. Ooey pooey. Ooey Plus 15 <laughs> against Robert Morris. Bobby! They Bobby Morris! They won outright. They never trailed by more than two points in the entire game. I believe they were plus 750, I think, on the money line. They won by 10, never in doubt. I have to check Kim Palm today. They may not be 358 anymore. They may have actually moved up to 357. So <laughs> there could be there could be big movement afoot for uh, Ooey Pooey. But yeah, Bobby Morris let us down. Bobby Morris at home, not good. Uh, they let other people down. I know both of us thought it was too many points. <laughs> yeah. Although none of us were smart enough to go, yeah, you should just play him on the money line. Just play, yeah. We, did, we didn't do that. But we did like the points. I said, uh, Robert Morris ain't 15 points better than anybody. And that's literally true because that was the last rated team in D1, rated number 358, according to Ken Palm. Robert Morris, literally not 15 points better than anyone in Division One. So there that you go. That is correct. All right, kids. Hey, you know what? While we're doing this, let's talk about this just a little bit. Uh, Odds makers, they usually get it pretty close. There's a lot of times people go, my God, they must know something. But then sometimes they really, really blow it. And that was uh, yesterday in the NBA – 
that was one of those times, Scott. I don't know if the odds makers were... Uh, they think they've given up the crack, which is good, but it appears that they're still uh, still tipping the bottle a little bit. So yesterday in the NBA, you uh, had the Heats, and they were playing the Hornets, and the total for that game was 226 and a half. Hmm... How many did they score in regulation? How about 174? If you happen to have the under there, that was a good play. You beat it by 52 points. So you know, you know you can take at least one overtime, probably two overtimes, maybe even three. But we didn't need that. Game landed 218 after double overtime. Ah, sweet, sweet victory. You didn't think you were going to get triple fucked there, did you? Absolutely not. Odds makers... We appreciate it, and uh, if you want to keep drinking, yeah, that's cool. No worries. I mean, we saw the first two meetings finished below 214 between these teams. They gave us a total in the mid-220s. We were going to have to take the under, just on principle, yeah. and it worked out. Yep, yep, it did, it did, and that'll do it for that'll do it for tooting the horn for today. I know everybody's, uh, this is a, this is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately business, Scott, so... We uh, we get it. We're gonna, and we got a week. It's Friday night. I mean, we're, we're not gonna we're not gonna lie. It was a challenging card. We had to take a minute and try to figure one out for today. So hopefully we can keep the string going. But until then, uh, let's finish the week with some trumpet fanfare. What do you say, Scott? Who was last night's gambling hero of the day? Scott, take it away. So, for this one, we're going to go with the NBA All-Star Reserve, Luka Doncic, for the Dallas Mavericks, who had 49 points, 15 rebounds, and 8 assists last night as he led the Mavericks to a nice 7-point win against the Pelicans, and Dallas was favored by 2.5. Didn't he appear on this list earlier this week? Didn't he have... Or was it like a week ago, right after Porzingis was traded? Traded, didn't yeah, he? He had fifty-one against the Clippers. I was gonna say at fifty-one, they covered by like a, a point and a half, right? Yeah, yeah, very good. So that's a uh, that's a two-time winner there uh, this week of uh, gambling hero of the day. It's Luka Doncic, everybody. And I know you you, you had to put in one more nice dig there about uh, All Star Reserve. Luka Doncic. Well, I, I mentioned it because he's been extremely motivated since he got zero votes to be the starter. Yep. Yep. Absolutely right. Uh, JB said Doncic second of the week. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Zach Vaughn saying Daytona weekend. Uh, Bronco Devil also did the Giannis, Giannis Embiid bet last night. Very good. Uh, you should have let you should have let Princeton under rock. Chicken likes 139-ish. Yeah, that was... I had two, I had two Algo plays today. And I only played one officially. The other one was a Princeton under, and God, nobody's been able to stop Princeton. So I was—I uh, didn't have my—I uh, didn't have confidence in the uh, the Brown Bears there. Uh, Ui Pui under still money. Yep, uh, yep, yep. Um, so what do we got here, Scott? Have you seen anything in the comments section while I've been uh, running the show there, Nathan? Uh, sir- well, I see somebody bringing up tennis, which I know is your favorite sport to talk about. But Sitsipas was about minus eight hundred today mm-hmm. against. Uh, I'm going to butcher the hell out of this name. Oh, welcome to my uh, world. Safoolin? Sure. I believe. Safoolin. Pretty much. Solid Def Leppard song. But anyway, Sissy Paz got absolutely destroyed. Lost in straight sets is like a minus 900 favorite. 
yeah, uh, he's a head case and he's top five in the world. I kind of group him with Zverev as the most overrated players in all of tennis. Zverev's actually won a decent amount of two out of three set tournaments. He made a Grand Slam final. So did Tsitsipas, who lost in five to, to Djokovic in the French Open final. But Tsitsipas and Zverev are just absolute lunatics. Um, that's what makes tennis fun for me, though. It's, it's the guys that are absolutely insane. Um, you know, our, our, our old pal, the, uh, the Flash, used to coach Sissy Paws. The guy that used yeah. to work at Winnie's and Winers. What's his, what's, what, what's his, what's his deal, Scott? What's his, what's his problem? Uh, well, you've had a lot of issues when it comes to some in-match shenanigans, whether it involves bathroom breaks or coaching by his father I think it's just a mental thing. He's got the one-handed backhand, and he moves pretty well, but it seems like his shot selection is a question mark at times, and it seems like he doesn't exactly remain fully mentally dialed in for an entire match, and I feel like that's why he loses. It's because it seems like he can play really well for an hour and change, but then as soon as one small thing goes wrong... Mentally, just goes out the window. Yeah, that's uh, and tennis is such a hard game because there's nobody else. It's just you. There's uh, there's there's just nobody else available. Bronco Devil says he has the uh, over two and a half song references. Looking good for today. Absolutely, we're dude. At two already. I think it's yeah. We are. We're we're Tuesday. The ed- I mean, we're Friday. The edibles just starting to kick in. It's we should be fine today. David Good wants to know: Is Missouri plus eleven? Too good to walk away. Oh, you and I talked about that. Game, I mean, Scott. they're terrible, but do you really want to lay eleven with Mississippi State? No, I, I can't. I mean, I on principle, I guess I'm going with Missouri. That's going to be. A, uh, I don't know, man. This is a this is such a team. You know, you fade them. You say, well, this is just a terrible team. They've had some really bad losses. They suck. And then they come and they play. Uh, they play Auburn tight and have a shot to win it, and end up losing to Auburn by one, who was the number one team in the nation at that point. Um, I'm trying to see. Did they play? They play earlier this season. They did not. They haven't played this season. Mississippi State has pretty much owned this uh, for the last few years. Um, no, they're <sighs> Mississippi State's lost four straight. Uh, yeah, they've been playing terrible ball. But, you know, it's a pretty good, other than LSU, it's a pretty good gauntlet there. Yeah. Um, Mizzou got run out by Arkansas, of course, to be Ole Miss. Uh, sure. Okay. I, I think on principle, it's... Too I'm many points. points. Yeah. Cause... Yeah, and then, you know, if you lose it, you look at yourself and go, well, you can just get a mirror out, look at yourself and say, you know what, I bet I'm Mizzou. What did I expect? <laughs> but, yeah, for me, that's just, it's just too many points. I just, I don't love this Mississippi State team. Uh, Plus, if you want to look at Mississippi State's just actual wins, I mean, against the out-of-conference teams to start the year, they killed, which you should. I mean, mm -hmm. you're an SEC team going against the mid-majors of the world. I don't even look at those anymore. I mean, yeah, but you're just going down the line here, and I really think that Mississippi State is a team that was supposed to be solid. They look decent in the beginning of conference play, Mm -hmm. but besides Molinar, they're really just not that talented. Well, and they got a lot of... They got a lot of juice behind them for beating Alabama when Alabama was really good. Um, they, it turns out that Bama team was a bit fraudish. Right, a little a little fraudish. They do a nice job of taking care of the teams they're supposed to, and that's kind of what worries me about this because they've got, you know, they, they've got a fourteen point win against South Carolina, 
they've got an 18 point win over Ole Miss. So they uh, they 16 point win over Georgia. So against bad teams, they've been able to take care of business. But there's no universe that I want to lay 11 points with Mississippi State. Uh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brown always comes through for me uh, when I bet on them, but I'm scared to bet Maryland. The whole world betting. Whole world's on Maryland tonight, Scott. You shouldn't be scared of that. You should be scared that I gave out Maryland because I haven't hit anything in a week. So that's why you should be really concerned. But on principle, Nebraska's in right now the second worst team in the conference. I think Minnesota's passed them. Yeah. Minnesota's got awful if you've been watching them for the last couple of weeks. But yep. they've been Maryland a good, they've been a good might fade. be without its leading score with Ayala, but they are without him against Purdue. And they only lost by one. But Maryland did the impossible. They beat Rutgers at Rutgers, which is something that other teams cannot do. So this team, on occasion, can show up on the road. I know they beat Northwestern also pretty handily. But you're looking at Nebraska's last couple of home games. Yes, they beat Minnesota. Uh-huh. They lost to Northwestern Not by, a good... what, 33? 24. Not a good look. Bad. Mm-hmm. So Maryland, they're actually competitive most of the time. Nebraska's not. I mean, would you ever take Nebraska? I can't. Nebraska is one in thirteen conference play, buddy. One in thirteen, but they are six and one against the number at home. I'm not taking the number. I got the money line. So Maryland by one. Heard it here first. All right. Then everyone's happy. Maryland, they are on fire. They've what have they done lately, Scott? They've lost five in a row. They've lost five in a row. That's right. That's right. But you would just mentioned Mississippi State. They've had a pretty difficult schedule out of the last five. JB says Fats needs to take over like a Purdue. Dude, I'm right here. Don't fucking talk about me that way. Jesus. Uh, IUPUI with the win. Oh, yeah. Jacob Houston. That's right, buddy. That's right. Um, Hammer Felix Auger live. I don't know who that is. Is that a tennis player? Uh, Yeah. Avashka's pretty good, but realistically... Uh, I expect Felix to break and maybe once this set, but worst case, I think he'll win in three. Yeah. He also just won a tournament where he beat Sitsipas in the final. So he's playing really good tennis. He's a top 10 player in the world right now. Right. I don't mind that either. You know, I don't want to get, I don't want to get too close to you on the middle of this losing streak, but I will say this in, in, in fairness for your Maryland pick. Yes. Maryland's lost five in a row. And those teams are Indiana, Michigan state, Ohio state, Ohio, and Purdue, uh, arguably the, Best five teams in the conference? Am I missing anybody there? Oh, Wisconsin. Okay. Uh, okay. So five of the... That's the point. They, they, five they've of the top teams. Yeah. I mean, they lost to Michigan State, but they covered. They ended up losing to Purdue by one on the road. They were very competitive in that game. Mm-hmm. When push comes to shove, does Nebraska do anything well? They don't defend. Scoring, they're not great at. They can't rebound to save their lives. I'm pretty sure they're bottom 10 in the entire nation. I just think Maryland's too good at several areas that even if... Ayala doesn't go defensively. I just think they're going to put the clamps down and they should. Re- uh, wouldn't you agree? They'll win the rebounding battle most likely yeah. by eight plus. Yeah. Should should be. I wouldn't be surprised to see a double digit rebounding margin there. <sighs> Somebody asking about Columbia and Harvard. Um, I would say definitely send your kids there. That's, that's my advice, but please. You be- can potentially pay for their school. If you pick the right side of the kids scholarships. Yeah. You're going to have to, Hopefully you've got a good bankroll to chunk on this. I don't know what is it, hundred grand a year now? Go to Harvard? What do you think? 70, I have no idea. Seventy-five, maybe fifty. I know Wisconsin. I think was around fifty per. Fifty per. I think. Oh yeah, then I wouldn't be surprised to see that doubled. Good God, unbelievable, unbelievable. Anyway, uh, Columbia 
not a good team, Scott. Four and eighteen on the season. Good doctors. Good doctors. Good doctors. A good place to put a college if you're South Carolina or Missouri. However, tonight, uh, I think that just could be a few too many points. Are you? You think Harvard's better than fifteen points? Better than anybody in the Ivy League, Scott? Harvard is usually the class of the conference, or at least top three. Yeah, there, yeah with the, the Princeton and Yale. Yep. It seems or like Penn. this year they're a bit more vulnerable than in most years. At least that's what I've gotten from watching the Ivy a bit. Columbia is so terrible. Uh they really are. They really are. I think they've got. I think they've got one. They've got one conference spin. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Harvard. I'm not happy about it, but I do think Harvard will win by 20. It, uh, it's a spot kind of like what I saw with the UAB game yesterday against Rice. And we saw UAB was struggling. Rice was awful. And we just thought that it was a good spot for Rice to come out and get absolutely buried. And UAB smacked the crap out of them by about 25. Uh, UAB Doesn't this seem like a good team. spot for Harvard? Yeah, I'm just trying to see. Uh, Columbia's lost by uh, 20, 25, 13, 22, 15. I see a 20-point win for Harvard. 13, yeah, God. Yeah, I mean, it's it'd be hard to take Columbia on their current form. Um, I mean, that's the thing, because Harvard's lost three in a row. But you look at who they've played. They played Yale twice, number one in the conference. And Penn, who is second in the conference. And now you face off against the worst team in conference play. It really just looks like the UAB spot all over again, where you just have an absolute cupcake, and you take the anger anger out, and you win by twenty. Somebody That's wanted to, somebody wanted to know if Harvard's covered a number that big yet this year. No, they've had two double digit fa- where they were the double digit favorite at Columbia, ten point favorite. They win by nine, and against Holy Cross, obviously an out of conference game, they were sixteen and a half point favorites. They win by eight. So Harvard's Harvard's record against double digit spreads, even though it's very small, obviously, is not good. Is not good. Harvard a good spot for college basketball sweetheart teaser. Maybe, maybe that's not horrible. A sweetheart is ten for college. For, yeah, I, I, I think it's ten I think, for basketball, thirteen for football. Is that how the sweetheart? Works? I think that's right. I think that's right. I don't. I would be honest with you. I don't play. I don't play them much. Uh, Jacob Houston says, I think Penn can cover tonight, staying in the Ivy. Um, usually a fan of this Penn team. Playing Yale. It looks like a coin flip game to me. Yale's been really good. Good, take the points. I figured they would win the conference because I thought going in they were the best team. Yeah. Penn's been solid. I know they're 11-12 and 12 overall, but when you're playing out of conference and you get buried every time. Yeah, they play and, some and they play some good out of conference teams too by the way. If I if I remember right, I think they play some some yeah. good squads. They're 8 and 2 in the, in the Ivy. So That's what I'm saying. So they've been good in conference play. I'd probably lean Yale, but I do think that game should be pretty competitive throughout. Yeah, I get it. You you get two teams that have been playing very well. Yale's won 6 straight and Penn's won 5 straight, covered 5 straight. You know what? I think you're right. I think it's a coin flip. What's our motto? When it's a coin flip, give me the points. I'll take the four. I'll take Pennsylvania. Give me the Quakers in the four points. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, Saturday is a college basketball betters paradise. This is a... Sorry. Well, I was just going to say, this is getting to be a fun time of the year. This is going to be the pretty much the second to the last Saturday of regular season competition, right? I think all the... Conference tournaments start around the first week in March, maybe second week in March. So yeah, we're, we're, we're getting close. For some of the conferences, we're we're two weekends away. So yeah, the great thing is you're starting to see a pretty good body of work on these teams. You're starting to see 
number one, you're starting to see how the injuries have affected the teams, whether any of you guys are coming back. And you're getting to see a pretty, you're getting some pretty good data points as far as road games and home games as far as the splits go, ATS, totals, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I'm excited. You? Uh, yeah. Uh, Brandon's asking if we're doing a top 25 show for college basketball. Maybe next year, but nah, I don't, I don't think we're ready for something like that. You? No, no, not quite yet. Uh, Kevin Solano said, I don't play sweetheart teasers. I, I, liked, I like playing Wong teasers for the NFL, but some NCAA football. Yeah, I played a lot of, yeah. I played a lot of Wong teasers and I played, I played Wong teasers when they were still just crushing before they made the lines kind of Wong proof a little bit, you know, and uh, it was some good times, still good value. It's still the way I, pr- I prefer to play because you get to tease them through so many key numbers where you're going through mm-hmm. seven, seven, six, four, and three. But uh, as with so many things, Scott, that I'll tell you about ad nauseum, it ain't as good as it used to be. For the record, I do think that the fact that it's NBA All-Star Weekend, it gets absolutely torched because now you have more gambling going on. Yeah. Just because of the fact that nobody cares about the Rising Stars Challenge when you have a couple hundred on Ivy League basketball, I feel like a lot of people are going to have different priorities, ma- mainly in college, just because that's where their money is. Um, JC Stone saying college game of the college, college game day at Arizona tomorrow. Lots of negative noise about ESPN around here. What what kind of uh, what kind of negative? Is that a political thing? Is that because ESPN is they do quote woke, even though they're embarrassing for an actual sports outlet? What they do now? Is that a good way to describe ESPN? I guess. I I mean I don't know, dude. I'm fucking. I don't know. I feel like ESPN got too political, and a lot of people just want to only hear about sports, and that's why a lot of people just don't like don't like ESPN at this point. Yeah, fair enough. Um, where's UFC at? Is UFC over in wherever UAE? Uh, I'm actually trying to remember where the UFC so event U- UFC starts 1 p.m. Pacific time. I'm going to end up making a video on it tonight. I, I better make a video on it tonight. I haven't won anything in the damn uh, college basketball this past week. Until tonight, let's go Maryland. Groovy, uh, groovy Cap no, says... it's taking place in Vegas. Okay. All right. Maybe he's meant 1, 1 p.m. That's weird. All right. Well, you said Pacific time, so wow. about 4 in the afternoon. Okay. Well, I guess, yeah, for... Okay, I guess for the preliminary matches and all that. Groovy Caps, Peyton fan. Likes the uh likes the team Peyton for to uh for the uh NBA All Star game. What do you think of that? Uh, so do I. That's for the rising stars. I did an NBA gambling po- I did the NBA gambling podcast earlier today, which was nice. And we talked about All Star Weekend. So I went through the Rising Stars challenge, the three point contest, all that fun stuff. I think Team Peyton's really good. I think it's really between Team Peyton and Team Isaiah as the two teams that should be fighting to the end. But you're looking at Peyton. They got a lot of versatility. They got Kaminga now who joined the roster after Duarte got ruled out. But they have K- – they have uh, – Wait, have wait. How many, teams, how many teams are there? There's four. What? Four teams? four teams. Yeah. Well, what, how does that work? For the Rising Stars thing, imagine the hockey all-star game. You have multiple games. They play against each other and the winners move on. What the fuck? Okay. But you're looking at a spot where you have Lamelo, you have Kaminga, you have Scotty Barnes. They got pieces on that team. I actually like Team Peyton. I think they're pretty good. Over, over, over. Do you agree with that? What's the What's the number at for this, Scott? Three thirty uh, around. It's mostly three twenty and a half. Three twenty and a half. Okay. All right. And what's the trends? Well, most games go over. 
Do they? Hot take. I like the under. Really? In this year's game. But it's because of the Elam ending. If you remember last year, they added in the Kobe memorial thing, which was the fourth quarter. The final score has to be the team that's winning plus 34 points. I mean, plus 24 points. First team to get there wins. So I do think if you're looking at an automatic fourth quarter where the maximum amount of points can be 47, I like the under. I Last year landed 320 exactly, but I do think this number is a little bit high. And I get that in the All-Star game, you never want to take the under, but that fourth quarter Elam ending does add a wrinkle to it. And I do think that the total's a bit high, in my opinion. Okay. Somebody's saying uh, Miles Garrett to be celebrity MVP. You kind of had a play on Miles Garrett, didn't you? I do. We talked about the celebrity game also on the podcast. Uh, we mentioned Miles Garrett, and we mentioned a long shot for celebrity MVP, Machine Gun Kelly at 16 to 1. <laughs> uh, just because of the fact that the game's in Cleveland, it's a fan vote. So it doesn't actually involve who played the best, matter of which personality the fans like the most right as a reminder justin bieber won the won the mvp award and he sucks at basketball it was because everyone voted for him who was about nine years old baby so just baby. keep that in mind it's, it's a celebrity competition where popularity reigns supreme it's in cleveland i think garrett's got a good shot machine gun kelly's my dark horse candidate at 16 to 1 to win the uh mvp Miles Garrett first basket. That's right. You can bet first baskets in the All-Star in the celebrity game. It's like plus 600. I don't trust anybody in the celebrity game to shoot. So I'll take the defensive lineman that can dunk. Uh Brandon Kuba says if you're betting celebrity MVP, you're my hero. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Uh JB says I drank too much in the rocking chair during the Penn State yesterday. Played two team parlays with the heat under. And each of Carrot's plays, uh, oh, I scrolled down. What happened there? Uh, worked out great. Eight, eight, eight no. Thanks, Carrot. Yep, the, the chicken parlays. So somebody asked about the Kentucky-Alabama game tomorrow, Scott. Uh, this game. By the way, hang on a second. Uh, Bronco, don't roast the coin toss talk. I said sharp money on heads. How'd that go? Heads. <laughs> we made money on that coin toss. And Gatorade props. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm over-breaking my mind. Thinking about Bama could pull off the upset of these numbers. Uh, number four is here. We're talking about celebrity. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm going with Kentucky. We're getting there, dude. Um, this Alabama team, I think the I think the veneer is off. I just don't think this is a basketball team that is on the same level as as the elite teams. And I think Kentucky has played themselves into kind of an elite spot right now. What do you think? Well, they have because they have the best rebounder in college basketball since I don't even know Kenneth Freed. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, it's just really stupid how they dominate the glass in every game they're in because one guy walks into 20. But Kentucky is 15-0 at home. So if you want to go ahead and take Bama and think they keep it close, you can. I'm not going to do it yeah. because Kentucky's a world beater at home and Alabama is 2-4 and four straight up on the road, 2-4-1 ATS. They're also 2-7-1 ATS in their last 10 games. There's really not much I like about Bama in the spot. No, I mean I they they, they have they, they have won three straight, but the the only the only decent team there they beat was um, Arkansas, and that was a yeah. home game for them. They played they played this Kentucky team 
uh, what, right at a week and a half ago. They got buried. They lose, well, they lose by 11, I don't think, and that really talks about, I don't think. Well, it was 11, but Kentucky was, was up by double digits. I was going to say, I don't think that does justice to what that game actually was. Uh, somebody asking about Oakland tonight, the Oakland Golden Grizzlies going up against Wright State. Um, fan of the Grizzlies, Scott, they're laying four. What do you think? Right state, more like wrong state. Am I, <laughs> am right? I right? Huh? Thank you. Am I right or am I right? <laughs> am I right state? No. What do you, so you. I'm going with Oakland. Okay. I think the game's going to be close, at least to start, but Oakland's undefeated at home. I mean, they're 8 0 at home, they're 5 1 ATS. I'm going to go with the Golden Grizzlies. Okay. All right. I like I like that play as well. Uh, I thought that wrong state line was gold, by the way. You should add that to your material next time. Yeah, I'm, I'm writing that down. The the uh, uh, thanks Nathan by the way that's uh, it's uh, I, every once in a while I pull a gem out of my butt. Um, any leans on the ice? Uh, and then fuck, I'll fall right down on the ice. Not just lean. I'll 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 pinwheel. I found out a new phrase: uh, rolling down the windows. They use it in like a ski jumping and like big air stuff where you lose control. You're rolling down the windows, Scott. You ever heard that one? Uh, I have not. Do you even know what that means? Do you have you ever been have you ever been in a car in your life where you had to fucking roll the window down by hand? Uh, no, you just click the button and it goes down for you. (laughs) Uh, My family had like the old station wagon back in like 2000. No, we we didn't have that. All right, can you? uh, And by the way, um, I see that um memorabilia is talking about trying to find the upset for tomorrow. Usually, I wouldn't say this is always the case, but usually look for home dogs especially in conference play. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for the shocking upset, the team that's a double-digit dog, it happens a lot more at home than on the road. True. Uh, Texas Tech, Texas. This should be a fun game, Scott. The Beard Bowl. Texas one-and-a-half point favorites at home against Texas State. Or excuse me, Texas Tech, 123-and-a-half. Is the number. Stop I'm it, Nathan. Texas. Just stop it, Nathan. You got Texas, you got Texas there? Yeah, it's another spot where it's a rivalry game. When in doubt, you kind of go with the home team in the spot. But Texas is insanely good at the Frank Irwin Center. And Texas Tech, I actually really like as a team. I think they've grown on me. I think they're very, very good. But on the road, they've not been great at all. So I think Texas with the home crowd should look a lot better. I'll go with the Longhorns. It's a revenge spot for the Longhorns there. They lost by 13 a couple of weeks ago down there in uh, in. Lubbock. Um, you know what? I like Texas Tech a lot, but I do think the home road numbers are definitely concerning if you like the Red Raiders. Probably more involved. I'm probably more interested in the total. I mean, you know what? Let's uh let's play a little over there. I like the over too. I think I think it's a good I think it's a good buy low spot. I think I think they've screwed that down just a little too tight. I'm I'm thinking one twenty eight in that one. So um, we'll call it a home and home. I'll go with you on the. I'll go with you on the Longhorns. Uh, I'm trying close. to find a random underdog with no real lines up that I actually think could win as a double digit dog. Bill, um, I don't. Want, I don't want to speak for Scott, uh, but he's got a play of the day on that, and I think he likes Maryland with or without Ayala. His, I think his handicapping actually baked in Ayala being out for that one. He still likes the Terps there. I think the. I think the number has that baked in as well. Yeah, but money's coming on Maryland anyway, and Ayala even with the wrist injury has still been practicing. He's been limited, but the fact that he's even shown up at practice means there is a chance he plays. Yep, yep, absolutely. 
And you're welcome, Bryce. That was a that was a, that was a fun game. We knew we were going to uh, have a lot to talk about there with the uh, with the uh, the double undertime. So yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome for the pick. We hope everybody loaded up on that. So. Uh, what else are we looking at tonight? Mercer and uh, oh, it's somebody. Somebody asked for an underdog. You want an underdog? West Virginia over Kansas. What? Somebody wanted an underdog for Saturday. With the spread or outright? Outright or whatever. West get, Virginia. Get the fuck. What? Oh, look, I didn't say they were going to realistically win. Somebody just asked for a an underdog, a pretty well sized underdog that might have a shot at winning. It's tough to go into Morgantown. That's all I'm saying. Okay. All right, buddy. They might get run out of the gym. You go get but I'm not picking them to win. I'm just saying, you want a long shot, whatever. I don't mind West Virginia at home. Okay. Hell, I said I liked Arizona State money line yesterday, and they got there against Oregon. Uh-huh. Why yeah, not? You're right. You're right. Okay. Very good. Um, Looking for a dog pick here. You know, the first one I... Give me Wofford. Give me Wofford plus the six, or Wofford straight up over Furman. Furman okay. team's been inconsistent. Huggy. That's so you're what... also looking at lines. What's West Virginia's line allegedly on the grid? Uh, in KU. Uh, against KU, they're at yeah, they're at West Virginia. I don't know. Let me see if I can find it. I as I mentioned, I hate the new grid. Fucking Don Best. You got to know there. It's like it's, you have to know the airport code. In you, case you didn't realize, we are not sponsored by Don Best. You don't have a you don't have a rotation number, do you? Uh, no. You wish I did. If you did, you'd probably know the. Yeah, I have no fucking idea. If somebody's looking at that, no. if some if somebody's got it, in a, uh, if somebody's got it where they know the number, put it up there, and then we'll weigh in. Because just scroll. See, JC, l- listen, I'm reaching on West Virginia. I'm obviously reaching, but somebody asked for a huge underdog on Saturday. And I said that home dogs tend to upset more than road dogs. I do think Kansas might be a bit overvalued because historically speaking, self has had a bit of an issue in West Virginia. Just saying. Okay. Uh, Nathan said he was on Wofford over Citadel and they blew him out, right? I think that was a big win for a Wofford there. Uh, how will Uwe Pui do against Youngstown this, t- this time? Uh, Bob uh, Huggins has won just once in the last ten games. Scott, play, oh, the team's play into the play into the teeth of that fucking trend. Good. I'm not saying the team's good, but I'm just saying when you're looking at a, an underdog of that size, how often are you actually going to find a good team in that spot getting double digits or around like six plus at home? You know, I just it doesn't fa- happen. I just faded this Mountaineers team against K State, so you're gonna. It's gonna be ugly, but you know, if you want to take a flyer, I don't mind it. Here, take a flyer, would you? Not, not sounds like you're in Vegas now. Flyer, a flyer. Yeah. Live decking. They don't give out flyers anymore. They give out the uh, the cards, the free uh, access cards. Live donkey sex show, flyer. Mm. Okay, very good. Flyer. See, <laughs> what do you think about Butler St. John? I uh, I tried to talk you into this for a farm, and you said yet. You did not trust St. John. Was it seven and a half? Yeah, they've been playing well lately. They had a nice win over Xavier on the road last game. But for me, it's a battle of styles because St. John's, we know, loves to press. They love to go up-tempo. And Butler is like watching paint dry. They will slow the game down dramatically. And I do have questions if St. John's' offense is going to be able to play well primarily in the half court. So I actually like Butler here. Somebody asking about Fort Wayne and Green Bay. Oh, yikes. Green Bay. I like, I like the meeting. 
at minus 120. Green Bay. I'm not taking Green Bay. Green Bay, Bay four and terrible. 21, man. Four and 21 this year. You want to jump in the middle of that? Take your six. Take, take your. Uh, I got it. Five. Is that right? Yeah, five, five and a half. I'll go with IPFW. I just think Green Bay is an abysmal basketball team. They are. They are. Um, Fort Wayne isn't a lot better. They're not a. Uh, they're not. I'm not a good squad, but they have. Uh, they're eleven and six. They know. They don't even know what a good squad is. <laughs> I know what a good squad is, but you know what? They've won five straight. Covered four of them. Green Bay hasn't won a game since I don't know. Brett Favre was there. Uh, no. No, no, they beat. They beat Detroit. Well, when Wayne Fonts was, you know, they beat. Yeah. You know, they beat Detroit back on the 20th of January. That's their last win. They haven't covered in five games. Fuck it. Give me give me Fort Wayne. Give me some Fort Wayne. Dartmouth. Not sure how they're favored. Uh, well, we're going to talk about that uh, game in a little while. Yeah. The Mastodons. That's right. It's the best name ever. Daytona 500. Dude, we're doing a whole show, Kevin. We're doing a whole freaking show. It's going to be... Actually, I just got a text from... I just got a Slack from Chris. You might have heard it come in. Um, okay. Um, what's the ETA on that? Fifteen after the hour, so it'll be okay. four fifteen Eastern time. We're going to be doing that. I just wanted to see if that had anything had changed with the time frame. So we'll fire that up if he's not with us to start with. He'll he'll join in when he gets there. So we will be doing an entire show on the Daytona Five Hundred due to popular demand. So we're excited about that. Uh, what what wins a mastodon or a seagull? Mastodon's got to beat the shit out of them, right? A seagull's not going to beat really anybody. No, all time. grab your hot dog. Worst, that's about it. No, the all time worst choice would be a cardinal for Stanford because I mean, how hard is it to beat a tree? It's a tree, and I'm moving. I don't know what a ute is, but a ute was good enough to beat a tree. So, sorry, did you say so, utes? You say ute? Yeah, a ute What's apparently a, was good enough to beat a tree a by four points. All right, my friend. Well, let's uh, let's get to it. Left turn mania. I know, JC. I know, buddy. But you know what? It's a, uh, it's a, it's a, it's kind of rebounding in popularity, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact you can bet on it. What do you think, Scott? Definitely. For me, it's not really the same without the original Hendrix drivers with Gordon, with Johnson, or even Dale Earnhardt Jr. <laughs> Jimmy, but... Jimmy Hendrix. And I, I do like Jimmy Hendrix too. Uh, I'm expecting less purple haze in in this matchup here, but <laughs> lately things yeah, ain't, ain't been I, I'm the looking same. Looking forward to it. All I know is I actually the best part of Google Docs is that you just type it in and it pops up immediately. Uh-huh. It had my NASCAR picks like on file mm. from like two two plus years ago. Mm-hmm. I was up in 19 units in in NASCAR. Let's go. 19. Let's go. Huge. I thought it was like 15. All right. Well, here we go, guys. It is time. We're going to wrap the week up, and we're going to wrap the day up. I don't know if we mentioned this play or not, but uh, it's time. It's Friday. It's formal. Put on your good overalls. We're going out for drinks. We're going out and taking some moonshine with us. Put your overalls on. Grab your lucky keys with that uh, with that rabbit's foot on there. Adjust your straw hat and climb aboard your John Deere, because once again, guys, it is time to bet the farm. Scott, we had a farm play yesterday. I don't know if we've mentioned it yet, but uh, just for those of you that may not have heard, how'd we do? We ended up having a game that unfortunately went to double overtime, but we won the under anyway. Put it on the board, cue to banjos. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! All right, there you go. So it's Friday night, buddy. 
lot of games to choose from. No. You know what the streak is right now? Mm, I think we're three or four this week. I thought we lost one earlier in the week. Maybe, maybe we've I hit all we've won the entire week. It could be. It could be trying to close out the perfect week here. Um, all right, let's do it. By the way, we are, uh, oh, I don't have it up in front of me. I think, uh, you know what? I'm not going to speculate. I'm not, we're, I think we're one game away. If we win another one, we'll be 67. We'll be winning two thirds of our games since the all last, I know is during the last 95 had with my play of the days, I'm pretty sure we're undefeated in the farm. Yeah, I agree with that. Pretty sure. Okay. There you so go. That's at least seven. All right. Well, we'll see. Uh, I bet, I bet people out there know. I bet people out there know the answer. So anyway, what do we got for today, buddy? So we're going to go to the Ivy, and we're going to look at a matchup between Dartmouth and Cornell. And we're taking Cornell on the money line. Dartmouth is absolutely brutal. This team has lost 14 of its last 16 games. Cornell is a lot better at offense and rebounding. Cornell ranks 146th in offensive efficiency, according to Ken Palm. Dartmouth ranks 280th. Cornell ranks 176th in rebounding rate. Dartmouth ranks 318th, and the road team is 9-4-1 ATS in the last 14 meetings. At the end of the day, Cornell is a decent basketball team. Dartmouth is absolute garbage. We will take Cornell to get the job done. Red over green every time, at least this time. I mean, nobody's rooting for double zero, so no. of course you got to root for red over green. That would have been a lot better movie if Wesley Snipes would have said, always bet on green. What? No, that that doesn't even make sense. So that's our play for tonight, guys. Cornell and the money line. Big Red gets it done and keeps our farm winning streak alive. That's going to do it for the farm. That's going to do it for the show. That's going to do it for the week. Thanks, as always, for joining us here on the show. Don't forget to stay tuned here in another 25 minutes. We're going to be right back doing it again with our pal Chris King from Just Parlays. Looking at vroom, vroom. The fastest left turns in the business as the Daytona 500 comes crashing back and begins the NASCAR season. We'll be taking a look at that. But until then, you guys take care. Good luck on all of your plays tonight, Saturday. Go see a meeting. No, on the All-Star game as well. Whatever it is you're betting on, I hope you win them all. You guys have a great day, and we'll be looking forward to seeing you next time as Scott and I once again will attempt to guide you on this perilous journey as we all work towards heading back to the window. See you then, guys.